up, y'all, and welcome to the Jack Vita Show. I am your host, Jack Vita. Today is a Monday. It's been a long Monday. All right. It's Monday evening, November 18th, 2019, and Chase Beebe is joining me in just a second. We've got a nice checks mix of topics for you today from the world of sports. So we're going to try to go around their horn here. We've got news in NFL, college football, Major League Baseball, and college basketball. So we're going to try to give you all of that. Chase, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Thanks again for having me, Vita. It's always a pleasure. Um, super excited to be on here, especially with this little mixed match of things we got, topics we got to cover. Um, but I'm excited. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, quickly becoming a staple of the podcast. Yeah, I think it's my third, I think. Yeah, that, that's so correct. Pretty excited. Yeah, I'm, I want to rack those numbers up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Chase, uh, how was your weekend, man? My weekend was good, you know. Um, I, I coach high school football, and our team just won the first round of state playoffs, so that's exciting. Um, besides that, the Bills got a win. Yeah, so it was a great weekend for me. It's awesome. How was your weekend, Jack? Dude, my weekend was good. I got to see some Valpo basketball yesterday in the arc again. Squad looks good. Javon Freeman Liberty is balling out. I got to try the uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich on Saturday night. Oh, my. Good weekend. Yeah, how was the Popeye's chicken sandwich? I still have yet to try it, and I've been meaning to for a very long time. All right, so tell me what you think of this as a potential podcast episode. My buddy Jeremy, he wants to do an episode where we rank deep-fried chicken sandwiches. So we'd have Chick-fil-A. The classic, of course. The gold standard, if you will. Chick-fil-A. Raising Cane's. They have a they have a chicken sandwich. I know their big thing is chicken tenders, but they have a chicken sandwich, and their chicken is very good. Popeye's chicken sandwich. And then, why not? What the heck? Let's throw in the double down sandwich from KFC. <laughs> the double down. <laughs> I remember having that a while ago. You know, it's not too shabby, but um, I think that'd be an awesome podcast. Because, I mean, I know I've personally watched a few... Uh, YouTube videos or um, about reviews of these sandwiches, comparing them. So I think it'd be a good idea, a solid idea. And um, touching on Valpo basketball, I'm pretty sure that they're playing right now without one of their without uh, Ryan Fazekas. Yeah, he uh, injured his wrist. I believe he broke his wrist. He was in street clothes at the game the other day. Very unfortunate. Guys had a lot of injuries over his short Valpo career. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but at least they're getting the job done. Uh, I know Freeman. Freeman's looked awesome so far. I'm not sure what he's averaging, but I know he's putting up a lot of points. Yeah, um, and the team I think is just playing playing together well. I watched the first game, the opener, um, so I'm excited to watch a few games from from here on out, and definitely looking forward to see what they can do. They've got a fun bunch this year. It's a it's an exciting squad. I think they're going to they're going to do pretty well in the Missouri Valley this year. So you are on. You're on board for the chicken sandwich podcast. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think that needs to happen. I I think that will that I mean will draw people in. <laughs> I think uh, I think you're, you're talking chicken sandwiches and people want, want to hear. All right, so I'm gonna have to do that. But to answer your question, it is good. I will say though, if you have to wait longer than twenty minutes to get it, not really worth that wait. But it's good. It is very good. 
totally understandable. I heard it. I heard people have gone crazy for the sandwich, but so I'll just wait a little bit, wait till it dies down. If it ever does, I'll pick myself up on. Yeah, I sat in the drive-through for a solid forty minutes. You know that is determination and drive right there. <laughs> well, the problem is it was a tiny little drive-through. So the second you start to, uh, like, once you go in, you have to commit. There's no way of getting out. Like, it's such a tiny drive-through. There's just, you have no shot of getting out. Like, I could have a heart attack, and the medics would not be able to come get me because that drive-through is just so, it's so tiny. I think that's a safety hazard on, on Popeye's end. <laughs> but, um, yes, it is. <laughs> but, no, that is. That definitely maybe that's the way of keeping you in there they're like yeah this line's gonna go f- take forever but we're gonna we're gonna lock them in <laughs> <laughs> yeah it works so chase i got a little bit of podcast news to get to today before we get to the action i mentioned the teaser for the chicken sandwich podcast i'm sure you've noticed i've never addressed this here on the podcast jack vita show has a theme song now yeah jack vita show has a has a theme song and um i think it was on the survivor one wasn't it yeah it's it's been around actually for almost three months i just realized i've never talked about it i gotta give some props to my dad a talented musician in his own right his band was on mtv in the 1980s and he produced that song put it together recorded it for me and hopefully people are enjoying it i think it's a good uh a good touch to the podcast um i mean I think each podcast should have its own kind of signature thing. So, I mean, along with a great intro, I think uh, the song helps as well. (laughs) Thanks, man. No problem. Other order of business to get to today, Chase. So, I've been looking at ways. First of all, I want to grow this podcast so more and more people are able to listen to it. More and more people find out about it. So, thank you so much to everyone who's been sharing it with your friends, sharing it on social media. It means a lot to me. So I had an idea. I wanted to get us some Jack Vita show merch. Wow. I think that's an awesome idea because I know how, I mean, this is not an easy business to be in. Um, it can be discouraging at times. It's hard getting to see those numbers slowly increase and it's, it's, I'm sure it's not easy. I mean, I've wanted to do things like this and I'm just like the effort I'd have to put in and, and <laughs> I, I get discouraged myself. Um, but no, I'm, it's awesome. I mean, the content you're putting out is it's it's consistent. It's it's really like awesome stuff. I mean, there's some really <laughs> Thanks, infer- like knowledgeable people talking about their their subject of choice on here, and you're a very knowledgeable person as well. Um, so no, I give you props definitely, and I think the merch would be an awesome idea. And if I can get a, a Jack Vita show hat, a dad cap maybe, <laughs> I'd be in. Maybe a t-shirt too, but I'd really like a hat. So. Right now, Chase, first of all, I appreciate all the kind words. Right now, we're in the early stages of merch. So it's not going to be anything big like that. But as a demo here, we're going to try this out. I want to I order a bunch of Jack Vita Show stickers that will have the logo. People can put them on their laptop. They can put them on their backpack. They can put them on their, the door of their residence hall. I don't know what you want to do with the sticker, but I think the sticker is a nice cheap thing that we could get. And I'm looking at buying a big bunch of them. And I'll even give them out to people. If you live close to me, I will give it to you for free as my gift to the listener. Uh, If you live a little further out, Chase, I know you're out in Colorado. 
I will need you to Venmo me uh, the shipping expenses. So I'm going to have to look into that to find out. But obviously, shipping a sticker, I mean, that's what, $2, right? Yeah, it can't be more than $2. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not it's not crazy to ask for out-of-state people just maybe 5 bucks to cover shipping and just some other expenses of you getting them yeah. and stuff. But I think that's a really awesome idea. Thanks. Yeah, just put in the time to package it together because that's going to take a little bit of time if I end up mailing out like 40 stickers or whatever it is. Yeah, and you never know where those stickers can end up. I mean, it might be uh, some great uh, <laughs> marketing for you to get those stickers across the U.S. <laughs> yeah, so here's what I, I want um, from the listeners. If you are interested in getting a sticker, uh, message me on Instagram, message, message me on Twitter. My DMs are open. I follow people back on Twitter. So just... Send me a message. Let me know you're interested. Let me know where you live, and I wanna I wanna figure out how many I should be ordering because I wanna I wanna order these around early December and start shipping them out around the holidays because of some free time around Christmas. I think this would be a fun thing for everyone to have, and it'll be a type of thing where look, I don't have a Patreon set up. I I don't charge any money. So if you want to send any extra tips or whatever on the Venmo when you get your sticker, uh, those are accepted. But I think this would just be a fun thing that we can bring this podcast community together for. No, I think it's an I think it's an awesome idea. Um, and yeah, I don't think it's wrong to ask. I mean, you're not really asking, but I think people will um, just for your time and all the effort you've put in and everything. Send a little extra. I know I I wouldn't mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I really think that's an awesome idea, and I think uh, I think people are going to totally hop on board with that. I think your DMs are going to start getting blown up, Vita. <laughs> so stay tuned for this. Let me know. Get in contact with me, and I'll share my Venmo with you if you want one. We'll get further along in this. I'll keep you all posted. And we also got to figure out, I'm also figuring out how big should this sticker be? Should it be a 3 by 3 inch? Should it be 4 by 4 5 by 5 Trying to figure out the sizes, but I'm going to f- try to figure that out soon. So if you're able to get back to me soon on this, that would be a, a huge help. And I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, Vita, great idea. And I think uh, all the listeners are going to are gonna be rallying to you <laughs> to get these stickers. <laughs> you, you ready to uh, hop on to our, our what, what do you want to call it, our quick quick takes? <laughs> I don't know. I know we're, we're yes. aiming for, for not an overly long episode no. Yeah, no. so we'll start firing away <laughs> yeah chase we are ready to go let's get to the sports part of this show thank you to everyone for bearing with me on the important announcements there at the top of the show all right chase we need to start in the national football league really with the big headliner of the weekend coming thursday night in in my opinion, what was just a really horrible, horrible football game. I'm going to share plenty of thoughts on that in a second. But the Cleveland Browns finally beat the Pittsburgh Steelers for the first time in five years. They won 21-7, to I believe, was the final score. So credit to them for finally getting that win. But at what cost? Because they ended up losing... Miles Garrett for the remainder of the season. There were some other suspensions that were handed out for this really, really strange and scary and horrific 
exchange that happened at the end of the game. I don't really know what you want to call it. Some people are calling it a brawl. Uh, I just would say it was just very, very poor and horrible behavior on a football field when Miles Garrett struck Mason Rudolph in the head with his helmet that he pulled off of Mason Rudolph's head. And there's so many different things that we can talk about with this game, but I'm going to turn it over to you, Chase. I'm going to let you air out your thoughts because I look, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to talk about this game, but I think we need to talk about this game. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, it was the most, um, Dirty thing I've seen in sports since uh, my time of watching live sports, and and I mean even if you compare it to a lot of replays, I mean this is uh, dangerous. This is totally outside of the realm of the the, the game. Um, it is just dirty, and and there's just there's no there's no excuse for it. And I, and I'm not saying Miles Garrett is a horrible dude. I don't want to accuse him of that. But what he did was was horrible, and and there's really no excuse for taking a helmet and hitting someone on the head who has no protection. Um, that's just outside of the sport. And, uh, I mean, there's dirty plays within the sport that you see in on all the other sports, but this is completely outside of the game of football. And it is just an attack. It really is like a brutal attack. Um, but no, we can start the game in general. I thought was pretty dirty. I thought the, yeah. there was a few plays where the Browns players, I don't know if they're necessarily like intentional cheap shots, but, Regarding disregarding that one situation, there were a few questionable plays where I was like, "Wow, that seemed a little suspicious," or "That was a little dirty," or "That hit was a little cheap." You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, look, let's look at the let's hit. start with that. Let's go. Let's go back. Okay. Okay. So Chase, I'm gonna paint the picture of what I was experiencing on Thursday. Lifelong Pittsburgh Steelers fan was looking forward to this game all day. It was our first Thursday night game of the year, probably our only one. I was so excited to watch this game. I was, and the Browns are a polarizing team. And if you, they play in your division, you're not a fan of the Browns. So I was excited to watch this game. I'm going to give you unbiased opinion here. But really, this game got out of hand very quickly. I don't think it should have ever gotten to the point that it got to later in the game, what we were just talking about, which we're going to talk more about. I think there was poor job of officiating to let this game get out of hand but several Steelers players were injured in this game the first one Juju Smith-Schuster getting his head sandwiched between two helmets we'll talk about that one first Chase the way I look at this you said not everything looked intentional this reminds me of when you're watching a baseball game and there's a pitcher that wants to throw inside and command the strike zone, but he doesn't have the the handle on his fastball to do that. So he's losing it, and he ends up hitting a guy in the elbow, and it happens two, three times. And then eventually teams get upset, and they retaliate, because, and they know, like, look, I know you're not trying to get my guy, but if you're going to throw and try to command the zone like that, you need, to, you need to do a better job of that. You can't hit my guy. And so... That is the way I felt when Juju got his, he got a concussion when he got sandwiched between those two guys' heads and Mac Wilson is then celebrating on Twitter, posts a picture of Juju laying on the ground with a caption along the lines of one and one and against the Steelers. Now we're on to Miami, uh, really poor behavior, but 
yeah, I don't think this was an intentional hit, but it was basically, you need to do better than that if you're going to be this aggressive. I completely agree. Um, so I've watched the hit. I mean, I saw it live, and I've watched it a few times after. Um, the first defender that came in, who's a defensive back, I understand um, that it could be hard at times. I mean, these, this rule has been in place for a, a bit now. Um, they've had time to go over it and practice it. And you see a lot of clean hits in the NFL now. I mean, there's times where guys can absolutely take another guy's head off, but they're making a clean hit to it's because it's safety reasons. You know, it's it's good for the league. It's good for the NFL. It's good for these human beings. Um, and and he came in just head. He just didn't lower himself to like where he could have. He came in almost standing straight up, and it was just clear helmet to helmet. Um, and yeah, it's hard to tell if it was an intentional because he did just kind of turn around, and he was kind of Juju was right there on a crosser route. Um, but it, it's just unfortunate that I don't know. To me, he could have done something. Um, yeah, I think so too. It. Yeah, um, and you're right. I mean, it really did. What what Mac Wilson did was just it was just like unfathomable. You you, you don't do that. Another player is injured, um, has a brain injury, and you don't you don't mock it. Um, on, you don't mock it at all. You really shouldn't. Um, but yeah, so that was that's definitely low on his end and, and the organization of the Browns. And I thought the organization of the Browns just took a hit from from this game because I mean I'm I'm, I'm I don't hate the Browns. I don't. I'm just I'm completely like. I'm unbiased in the situation, but they just, it was an ugly game for the Cleveland Browns. Um, and I'll, I'll let you keep talking about yeah, going yeah. other incidents, but yeah, so just, I think it, it was on the borderline of, in, of like, I just think it could have been prevented that hit in, in, um, on Juju. Yeah, I think so too. It wasn't the most egregious one, but that's where it should have stopped. We shouldn't have had any other concussions. We shouldn't have had any other, especially when the Steelers did nothing to retaliate this entire game, which is so, I think they've learned their lesson because this game reminded me of that game where Ryan Shazier got carted off. And here's the problem. And we're, I'm going to talk more about this as we get more into this game. I hate when I'm watching a sport and I can't enjoy it because I'm just so worried about the health of human beings and the behavior that I'm seeing on the field where I, and this next one that we're going to talk about was just so disgusting in terms of visually to look at. You just saw Deontay Johnson writhing in pain on the ground, his helmet coming off blood dripping down from his ear. It was so, I just felt so bad for the guy, especially as a rookie. Um, So this I will say the Steelers have learned their lesson, it seems, because they did not get any cheap shots in, unlike some of those games with the Bengals where Juju lit up Vontez Perfect on a cheap block one time uh, after Vontez Perfect had injured some Steelers players. So it seemed like the Steelers knew, all right, we're not going to we're not going to play this game. So you would think this is where this should end. But on the Browns end, it doesn't end. Deontay Johnson gets absolutely lit up as a defenseless receiver by Demarius Randall, who just hit some square in the head with his helmet. And Demarius Randall didn't show any remorse when it was time for him to get ejected. Yeah, completely. I mean, I saw it and I was just like, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, like you said, 
these are these are human beings. I mean, I know we kind of look at them as like other beings because they're so talented and and they, and where they're like idols to us or to some of us. But um, it really they, it comes down to it. Like these are human beings. They can be hurt. They do get hurt quite a bit. And this is a serious injury. He's. I mean, if you saw him, he was. I mean, like you said, he's crunched over in pain. He's just. I. I it it was disgusting to look at. It was just like you feel horrible for this person who had he there's no way for him to prevent it. And that's what like it goes like the chippiness. Like you had um the ju like back when the Ravens and all or perfect um and the juju hit and so yeah that that's like chippiness outside of football. Um there but there is a way to to beat chippy within the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like trash talk is it's all I mean it's okay. Like trash talk is part of the game um big hits is part of the game too but legal hits this was disgusting he led completely with his helmet and um randall i mean not not randall johnson was just he just got done trying to reach for this ball he had no idea like what was coming clearly didn't catch the ball and and randall puts his helmet directly in the john to deontay johnson's helmet and it, oh my it's so hard to watch um him just on the ground just Oh yeah, it's I'm, I have it up right now, and it's just horrible. But yeah, totally outside of the game of football, um, and and the like I said, the Browns took a hit because he showed no remorse. I mean, he he was questioning the flag, like yeah. I, if you, how do you go back? How do you watch that? How do you know you just drove your helmet into his helmet? He didn't make contact with any other part of his body. It was helmet to helmet, literally in every sense yeah. of the way. The um, play was so over too. Yeah, it was uncatchable. I mean, the ball was overthrown. I'm pretty sure. Um, Oh, man, it's it's just ugly on on his part and the rest of that team's part because of the way, just the way that the game played out and they continue to just be nasty and 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 go outside of the game of football to take shots at other human beings. It, it was sick. And maybe the worst part of that image was when Deontay Johnson is coming off the field and he can't even lift up his head. There's no, like, his face isn't making any expression. It's just like his face is a limp noodle just staring at the ground. It's it's traumatizing. Like, if you were there in person and that was your son, think about how traumatizing that would be. Yeah, I know that, like, if that was the case, I'd be, <laughs> dear gosh, like, I mean, it's an NFL game, but I'd want to run out on the field. I'd want to, I mean, I'd be so angry at this guy who took a, a completely cheap shot um, and potentially injured my son or or just injured him for like, yeah. seriously injured him. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like walking off the field, he just, his head was just limp. Like that's the best way to describe it. He just, and no, couldn't show any emotion. His head was just, just hanging there um, all the way till he got to the, like the freaking cart. I'm pretty sure. And I, I didn't even see him like, you know, some guys come out the field like throw some th- thumbs up or something. I mean, he was he was seriously injured, and I'm not sure. I don't know like the total diagnostics or like what came out of that hit. I'm sure it was a concussion, but I'm not sure if anything else occurred. Um, yeah, but he, yeah, he was, had a concussion. Haven't heard any problems of anything else yeah. so far. But we haven't had any confirmation in the sense of like, oh yeah, everything's great. Because yeah. you know, that's just the way that medical reports are filed and everything like that. Uh, but this was just, oh my goodness, it was horrible. And I want to just, as we're talking about this, I also want to make it clear, like 
here's the thing. Chase and I are so pro football. Like we are, there are so many people that when this kind of stuff happens, they like to go, oh, toxic masculinity. This is what's wrong with football. Like the game needs to be canceled. No one should ever play football anymore. And Chase and I are so far away from that opinion but the reason why we are upset about this is because we love football and we have such a passion for football. We know this isn't the way that the game should be played. Yeah, there's um, I mean, I understand at one point the game was played a little differently. And that's just because the, the knowledge wasn't there. Um, we didn't know how serious these brain injuries were. Um, I mean, concussions weren't even like a known thing um, a while back. Um, yeah. So I. It's just it's it's human safety, it's player safety, and and that is what football is. It is it's a game, but it's also player safety. It's teaching the right technique. It's it's teaching what's right and what's wrong, what's legal, what's not legal, and and what's legal is football. What's not legal, it's not football. There's no place for there's no place for helmet to helmet in the game of football, for the sole reason that it it protects other human beings um, by by getting rid of it, and it's and it dangers them. Um, when it does occur, I mean, seriously, I mean, this is a a brain injury. I mean, it's yeah. one of the most important organs in the body. You don't want to mess with uh, with the brain. But no, it's just I love football, and I I think I always will love football. But there's there's no room for for unsafe actions like this. Um, I mean, especially the next one we're going to talk about. Yeah, which I'll let you get into. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, and then. I am going to talk about the aftermath of this all, and also. I have a couple of rule propositions of maybe how we can fix this and move on from this. So the game does not get to this point, um, which I look forward to talking about. So then really, here's the thing. Here's this is why I have a problem with people being upset that Mason Rudolph, should he have been suspended? Should he not have been suspended? The guy, the guy could have been killed. Like, (laughs) I mean, like, should we, that's the point that we should be talking about, not the suspension versus not suspension. And considering the fact that there was all this other stuff leading up to it, that the Steelers did not fight back. And so Mason did get into it with Miles Garrett. And this is where, Chase, I need to, I need to be honest. I turned off this game once, once it was a two score game in the fourth quarter and I was just horrified from the Deontay Johnson play and the Juju. I mean, the Juju thing was pretty normal for football, but the Deontay play and then just seeing these two, the Steelers' two best receivers really going down that way, the game's over. I'm not expecting anything else to happen. I go up to my room. I get in my bed. I'm right about to read my Bible. And all of a sudden, I get a text and I look at Twitter and this thing is just blowing up. It was insane. So I didn't even see it live. Yeah, it was un like it's one of those things where you watch it live and your your jaw hits the floor and you're just like, did I did I just did I just see that? Did I just witness what happened? I mean, it's it was it was like I said, it was the worst thing I've ever seen in sports, um, in live sports at least. Uh, it it uh, it was sick. Um, and and you're right. I think. The fact of the matter is this could have been a lot – he could have killed him. I and mean, this could have been a lot more dangerous than it was. And I think it's kind of upsetting to see people down downplay the situation just because he didn't get seriously injured. And it, yeah. it's it's like he was using a I, – I mean there's so much I could say about it. But like 
you need to understand that this was completely out of the game of football. He had no protection, and this, and Miles Garrett swung a weapon um, at his unprotected head, at his unprotected skull, and uh, and regardless of what the outcome was, you you have like you have to understand what could have happened, and and that's why I think that he like at least a year suspension is t- more than like fair. Um, yeah, because there's no room. There's no room for that. Like. There's no room for that. It could have been so ended so. I mean, it was horrible as it is, but like you said, it, it could have ended horrifically. And I want to make this clear: I got nothing against Miles Garrett, and I don't want people to light him up on Twitter and tweet at him and tell him that he's horrible. Because look, the guy made a mistake. It was a really bad mistake, but he made a mistake. He knows that. I'm sure he's very remorseful. Like that was just. I think anyone who does that. Would love to get a second chance, but I think from the league's perspective, the way that they should handle this, in my, as someone who studied a little bit of public relations and does a little bit of stuff like that, I think you really got to make a statement here so that this behavior never happens again. I think what you got to do is you're done for this year, you're done for next year, and you can apply for reinstatement, but I mean, like, if we're going to have guys like Josh Gordon or um, Justin Blackman who have issues with a drug like marijuana, which is an off-the-field issue, we and they're going to have to come back and try hard to get back in this league, then the worst behavior that we've seen in this game, at least in our lifetimes, Chase, I think you and I are in agreement, this is the worst thing that we have seen from a guy do on a football field, then that needs to be treated even i think that warrants more even more of a punishment than something that happens off the field i think those guys have to come back and apply for reinstatement i think he should too and i i don't want to talk about what his this means for his long-term nfl career he's got a very promising player and he needs to work through some issues so that we can be assured that this never happens again but the league I think re- the league really needs to make a statement here. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, like, 100% wholeheartedly agree. And you made a good point. I just want to uh, reassure everyone that I have no feelings towards Miles Garrett. Um, like I said, he could be a very nice guy. He could be. I don't know him. Like, I don't. I'm not saying he's a horrible person. Um, just this incident, he acted way out of line. Um, and he does have a a couple for um, such a young player. He has a couple personal foul calls. Or he's been fined a few times already this season. Yeah. Um, with some some anger enticing things. So I I completely agree. I think two years at minimum is is definitely like you're making a statement, but it's not even like wrong that you're doing this. Like I I know I wouldn't pull up. I, I'd be like, okay, that's very fair. You know what I mean? Um, and for him, I mean, I hope whether it's anger management courses or I mean, I hope his life can stay. Like he can continue to work for what he truly wants and just get everything right um, in his life and his mental state. But no, I, I wish him the best. It was just a, it was a like you, it was a big time mistake. Like you said, you you can't you can't do that. Um, and yeah, I, I remember you saying first of all, I, yeah, I like the two year thing from from Commissioner Vita. Um, <laughs> but you were saying before how you had a uh, other. Uh, rules you wanted to yes. talk about, and I want yes. to. I definitely don't want to forget about that because I do want to hear no, those. <laughs> of course, yeah. So, okay, I think 
And first of all, I also want to say that this is not a good look for the Browns locker room and their organization. You can't have your players getting this revved up. And clearly, for whatever reason, that team was overly excited to play this game in a way that was dangerous for a football team to be playing. It's good to be pumped up, but the to the level that they went to in terms of aggression. I want to give props to Baker Mayfield, someone who I've been critical of uh, over maturity types of situations. And he was the adult in the room in this situation, handled it very, very well. And I love the way he handled it. Got a lot of respect for the way he handled it. I'll get to the rules in a second. Any other thoughts on this, Chase? Uh, Just real quick. um, While after Garrett struck Rudolph in the head, um, I know Pouncey... And and someone else from the Steelers lineman took took Garrett down and and they were I mean they were giving him the business they they were showing yeah. him how how they fell and and props to Pouncey for sticking up to his first quarterback but then one of the Browns defensive linemen I think it was um, Ogan Joby it was his name I think came over and just shoved Rudolph in, after Rudolph was done with the situation he was not yeah. doing anything he just shoved Rudolph in the back to the ground um, and and that was just like and like I said I don't know these people. Uh, that was just such a coward thing to do. Um, the the situation was over. Rudolph just got hit in the head. Rudolph was no longer participating. Your got your teammate is being, uh, <laughs> I don't know the proper wordage, but is is getting beat up on on the ground, yeah. and you push this helpless quarterback who's half as small as you and not even like enticing you or anything to that sort. I was just, I, I was just really upset about that too. Um, so a multiple. Multiple uh, actions by the Browns really upset me throughout the game. Um, and you, like you said, not a good look. Yeah, and I don't get it because they won. Why are they this upset? Like, what is, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it could be something. Um, they could have a coach who's trying to entice them or, or fire them up in the wrong way. Uh, I really, it, It's hard to tell. But it was. if you watched that game, you definitely were like, what is going on with this team? And it was not in a good way. All right, so I'm going to propose a couple of rule change type stuff, and then we're going to move on to some other stuff because we're going long on this. <laughs> yeah, we are. Let's, let's get moving. All right, so here's what I want to propose, and here's where I'm coming from. I think that, and I've thought this for a little bit, but I'm starting to think maybe there is some sort of a, a, a more extreme way we can go with this. For a personal foul chase, you get depending on what it is, because look, roughing the passer can change, and that's kind of a weird one, so I don't know. Like, it's got to be an egregious one, but let's say you get a yellow card if you yank a guy's face mask. We're going soccer rules here. Yellow card, personal foul. Second one, red card. You're done for the game. Okay, that's the first step. Number two, what if we got a little hockey-like here? What if... You commit a penalty like, I'll give two examples here. Uh, Let's say a face mask, okay? Like a bad face mask, a horse collar that was intentional, that could injure a player. What if that's your yellow card? You have to go in the penalty box for two minutes, and your team has to play shorthanded. Hmm. That is definitely an interesting one because it would just change the game in a lot of ways. Um, I, I'm not like 
completely knocking it because you, you, I never know. <laughs> um, it, it would just be weird at first, especially you know you're used to eleven on eleven. Um, but it, something to that sort could be really good just to emphasize like the issue at hand. Um, because I mean we're still seeing these these fouls occur that just should, like after a few years of instating these like targeting calls and helmet to helmet calls like we still see helmet to helmet hits um uh like defenseless receivers getting blown up and, and it's just it's like how how much do we have to drill it before people start understanding so I, I don't know I think that that it's interesting um it'd be interesting to see how it plays out but they do have a uh, and I, uh, I think a few years ago, they started a rule that if they, someone does get two personal fouls in one game, they are ejected. Um, okay. So that, that is a rule, yeah. So I guess in my case, it's more like you are getting more of a... You, your team's going to have to play shorthanded in this instance because of your penalty. And I, I was going to say, I don't know if this could ever happen, but Demarius Randall, red card, you're out of the game. That's what they did. Now the Browns have to play shorthanded for the rest of the game. So like t- 10 guys on defense? Yeah, and here's yeah, only on defense. Um here's what I think, Chase. I think that creates an even greater incentive for guys not to do dumb stuff like that because it could be a 15-yard penalty and you could get tossed for the game, but you're seriously, seriously hurting your chances of winning by doing dumb stuff like that. And we need to get rid of all this stuff from the game of football. I completely agree. And, um, and maybe something like, uh, say that incident happened and obviously he should be ejected right away. It was horrible. Um, but maybe even just, um, like for the drive, they finished with 10 guys on defense. Yeah. Or, Cause I mean, even that is, I mean, that is 10, 11 versus 10 is tough. Um, especially against an NFL offense. And, but I think that honestly, like you make a good point that might need to be the, the, the case, not the incentive, but the case for these coaches and players to understand how important that getting rid of these unnecessary hits and, and unnecessary roughness call it. Like there, there's no, like the game of football is changing for, for like evolving in such a good way, but, but everyone needs to start getting on board like a lot quicker because it's it's ugly when you when you see these hits. Like everyone yeah. understands that that they're no good, and they preach that they're no good. But why are we seeing them still? You know, um, I mean, I understand there's some incidental hits, uh, and and those can be like judged accordingly. But there's there's no room for that Randall hit and and the Garrett's definitely not the Garrett situation, but the Randall hit. Like so, I actually I I like that idea. Um, whether it, <laughs> Whether it goes for the whole game, that I mean, that that'd be tough. But like a drive yeah. or a finish out the quarter, it, it'd be so different and so new. But to be honest with you, like I'm not against it. I, I think it would definitely drill the. I like how it would drill the the, the point home. Uh, so and think about it, more scoring. The power play could be kind of exciting. Like that could be obviously. It's not like you'd be rooting for a power play to happen in this instance because that would mean that a bad penalty was committed, but I think the league, these are things that would draw interest. Like people love the red zone channel. And if everyone got a notification, Oh my goodness, Panthers are on a two minute power play right now. Like flip over and let's see what happens. Yeah. It it really would. You're not, you're not even like, that's a really good point. It would be super interesting to see, like you'd get all these situations like, 10-man defense, three and outs, like a full team offense, or like 
it'd be so interesting to see how teams adjust and it would add a whole new aspect that like teams would have to prepare for 10 man football and it'd be really cool actually <laughs> like the more i think about it um it, it would change football a lot but i mean shoot it, it could add a lot of excitement for the game could you imagine if uh, an offensive lineman got that flag and now oh, like geez. yeah heavy 10 men on offense <laughs> yeah that would and that would change the scheme up on defense too like it'd be it'd be fun to see the, the the changes made um whether offensive or defensively for both teams i mean when you're going against a team that's that's shorthanded or like how you're going to take advantage of that or how if you're the shorthanded team how are you going to like attempt to, to hang in there you know what i mean be cool yeah. to see an offense with 10 guys try to <laughs> move the ball on a defense with 11. Yeah. But no, I, I really think that's a that's a really unique but but very intriguing uh, rule change. Yeah, I'm a hockey fan. Just went to a Blackhawks game a couple of weeks ago. The power play is so exciting on both ends because you're like, how's my defense going to kill this power play? How's my offense going to... We need to maximize on our power play opportunities. So I think that'd be interesting. Chase, we're out of time on this subject. We need to move quickly on these next few. I got two NFL subjects I want to get to, unless you had anything else you wanted to add on that. No, I mean, uh, I think we're ready to go. Let's rapid fire. What do we got? All right, Chase. I know you really want to talk about this. Josh Allen has been playing some very good football over the last few weeks. What have you seen most notably as you've been watching your Buffalo Bills every week, what have you noticed most recently that seems to be the biggest change in him over the course of the season? Yeah, so uh, eliminating rookie mistakes. First of all, I, I am so happy to have Josh Allen at the helm of this team. Um, <laughs> I think he's like our franchise guy for the years to come. Um, but no, r- eliminating rookie mistakes, um, that was a big problem with him. He, he threw the ball when he didn't need to last year or early on in the season. Made a lot of inter- like threw a lot of interceptions that just could have been avoided, um, and he is playing very good football. In the past five games, zero interceptions, eight passing touchdowns, Ooh. and four rushing touchdowns. That's twelve wow. touchdowns by our quarterback and no interceptions in the last five games. Um, so I mean, I I love what I'm seeing from him. He's controlling the game. Um, he's getting it done with his legs. He's got a cannon for an arm. So yeah, I just wanted to touch on touch on that. How happy I am <laughs> to have Josh Allen um, under center, and how excited I am for the years to come because I really do think he's just going to get better and better and better. And he's really showing this now sophomore quarterback class um, minus Lamar Jackson. Jackson, he's showing uh, he's showing them like everyone that passed on him or the other guys who thought they were better. He's really making a statement like, "Hey, I'm an NFL quarterback, and I'm going to be here for a while." I've always loved seeing these quarterbacks, whether they end up panning out or not, just the guys with the big arm who can throw a football right through a brick wall. I just love those kind of guys. So it's it's been fun to watch the maturation process of Josh Allen. You bring up Lamar Jackson. I'm going over to our last NFL topic. Today, Vegas, not necessarily sure which casino, but I saw this on ESPN as I was watching some college basketball earlier this evening. Vegas has made Lamar Jackson the odds-on favorite for the NFL MVP. Is he your MVP at this point, Chase? Uh, he is not my MVP at this point. <laughs> um, right now, I, my race is close. Uh, I do have Russell Wilson as of now as my MVP. Um, he's playing a great season. I think he only has like two interceptions and 
some crazy number of passing yards, but he's he's like running that offense, and it is a very good offense. Um, that he, I mean, he's he's just doing it all right now. And Lamar Jackson, heck, he, I mean, he's definitely top five or top three within my race, maybe. Um, getting it done with his legs, he he is like <laughs> showtime. But if you look at Wilson's numbers, I mean, he's he's having the better season. And if you can look at other guys, I mean, I think they're having better seasons as well. Lamar Jackson is just getting it done in a in a a stunning manner. <laughs> All right, so I got I got a an MVP that I he seemed to be getting a little more buzz earlier in the season. Maybe it's cuz his team isn't at the top of the standings like those two guys. I'm big on Christian McCaffrey this year. He's on my fantasy team. If he isn't the NFL MVP, he needs to be the fantasy MVP because every week it's like 30, at least 30 points every single week in PPR. Uh, several weeks he's gotten me 40. He's helped me win some DraftKings weeks. Uh, he's just been a certified stud. And I really think he deserves a lot of credit for that Panthers success this season. They're standing, uh, are they at five and four? Uh, five, five wins five and five i think okay maybe. they lost they lost this weekend okay they so they're did. five and five so i guess they're they're in the hunt they're not they were five and three just a couple weeks ago but they were undefeated with a rookie quarterback for a solid four or five weeks right there and i don't think kyle allen is going to be winning those games without christian mccaffrey i think he has a great case and i think there's so many quarterbacks we can mention a couple others in a second but i think Really, there are a lot of quarterbacks, and what I like about McCaffrey is he's very distinct from the bunch as a running back just to see his his uh, value. And I, I think it's – I come from the school of thought. It doesn't have to be a quarterback-only award. I like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, so I like what you just said, that it doesn't have to be a quarterback-only award. And I've kind of slowly fallen into like, oh, a quarterback is going to win it. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of why Russell Wilson was my my leader. But no, I, I completely – Christian McCaffrey, I mean, he's right behind Russell Wilson. He is, he is so talented. I mean, if you watch a game, it's like watching – I'm sure it's comparable to watching uh, a great basketball player just dominate the court every <laughs> time he's on the field. And it's so hard – for a running back because he only gets – I mean, well, he does get – I mean, he's that whole offense. But, like, he's called upon and he, he answers. Um, so a, a guy I really like as well is Dalvin Cook. But then if you look yeah. at the two teams, let's compare the two teams. Kirk Cousin, who, who's <laughs> honestly is putting up remarkable numbers. Deserves um, to be in that race yeah, as well. Yeah, so, and, and that, that's a good point. He really does with the numbers he's putting up. So, I mean, this is an uh, MVP potential candidate quarterback with – a great running back, an awesome offensive line. So Delvin Cook's awesome. He's having a great year. But um, I I would put Christian McCaffrey ahead of him by a decent amount. And it's sad because like I feel like running backs have to break records in order for them to win yeah. the MVP. And it's so frustrating yeah. because McCaffrey is having a heck of a season. He is, like I don't want to say, but he is that team. He really is that offense. And yeah. they're getting it done with Kyle Allen. So... I I, uh, I like your pick of, of McCaffrey, and I would love to see a running back be picked for MVP this year. Yeah, last one to win, Adrian Peterson, 2012, when he had over 2,000 yards rushing. Yeah, so, I mean, and that's, like, and that's absurd. Like That was yeah, an all-time year. That's what it took for him to yeah, win. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like, it shouldn't have to take that. Like, if you look at who's more pivotal, like, we can even look at the the Seahawks. Like, the Seahawks have an awesome defense. An awesome running back, uh, great receivers in in Lockett, Metcalf, now Josh Gordon. Like they have a very good team. If you look at the Panthers, like 
McCaffrey plays running back, so he doesn't get the ball every snap like Russell Wilson does, but he still makes crazy things happen. And he carry he does. He carries that offense um, from the running back position, which is awesome to see. And uh, yeah, so I, I like him up there. He's probably my second right now. Um, but I, I, I could see him winning it. Like I would understand why he would. Yeah, it's week 11. We got six weeks left. I think all these quarterbacks, I know Russell Wilson's getting the most press. Lamar Jackson has a lot of momentum, but I really think that you could throw Kirk Cousins in there. You could maybe throw Deshaun Watson, maybe not after last couple of losses that his team has taken, but he was in the mix there. Aaron Rodgers is always there. They're probably another quarterback or two. Matt Stafford was having a great year before he got injured, and now it looks like he's going to probably miss the rest of this season. Uh, so there are a lot of quarterbacks to like, and I think we're just kind of we're watching like a horse race right now. We're going to see which one ends up pulling further apart from the pack, and that might not end up happening. I mean, a few years ago, uh, Matt Ryan won, and there were a lot of people said maybe it was Tom Brady's year, maybe it was Rodgers' year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, a lot of quarterbacks in the race, like you said. Um, I know Mahomes was having a decent year, but yeah. the injury hurt him, and I think he had an off game like a few weeks ago or something. Prescott's having a decent year. So yeah. a lot of guys in, in contention, but I know we want to get moving. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I got one trivia question for you before oh we boy. switch over oh to college football. Okay. All right, Chase. Three, we, we said Adrian Peterson. There have been three other running backs to win MVP in the new millennium. Can you name any of them? Oh, my gosh. I'm so guessing it, you so, can get two of them. I don't know if you'll get the third. So there's three other ones than, a- than Adrian Peterson? Yes. Um, yes. See, great running backs. Awesome years. Uh, LT for the uh, Damian yes, Tomlinson? that's okay. one. Uh, uh, let's think of great running backs. Um, no. Titan, no. Rams. Oh, Marshall Falk? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. There's one more. I think it was the year 2000 he, he got his. Yeah, he had an awesome year. He was, Marshall Falk was awesome. And then there's really, there's one more, huh? Yep. <sighs> and he did it in between the time that Marshall Falk and LT won. What? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Uh... I'm pretty sure he broke the rushing touchdown record that year. And then I think LT broke it from him uh, either a year, maybe two years later. I don't really, it wasn't like a William, no. I don't, I don't know. I really, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Alexander from the Seattle Seahawks. Oh my gosh, he did have that crazy year. <laughs> oh my, and he was like, was it 2006, four? Yeah, I think that's it right. Like, yeah, it's, it was right around that where he 2006. Had, yeah, and he just was scoring touchdowns on touchdowns on touchdowns. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have guessed. I really was never going to guess that. All right, Chase. Let's spend a few minutes here on college football. We'll spend a few minutes on baseball, a few minutes on college basketball. We're 50 minutes into this show oh, already. All right. It goes by fast, doesn't it? It does. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> All right. Who's in your top four for the college football playoff? Uh, if you want me to do it in order, I'm going to put Ohio State as one. Um, LSU is two, Clemson is three, and I still have Alabama as four. I think that AP has um, Georgia at four right now. Um, I'm a big believer in Alabama, um, even though Tua just went down again. Um, but I I can't not put – I think if Alabama's matchup against Georgia, I think Alabama takes that. So um, uh, Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, Bama is my four. What about you, Jack? 
I think Alabama season should be over. They had their biggest game of the year at home, didn't win it. They're not going to play in the SEC title game. I think you need to earn it. I don't think they've earned it, in my opinion. I would like to see someone from the Pac-12 or the Big 12 get in there, either Oregon or Utah. It's going to be interesting to see who ends up winning that Pac-12 championship. And then there's a big win for Oklahoma this past weekend against Baylor. So I think Jalen Hurts and his team has a case. So I I would lean towards one of those three teams. Yeah, no, I mean, all fair. Oklahoma had an awesome comeback against Baylor. Um, yeah, heck of a game to watch as a football. Insane! Fan. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, um, I would like to. Hey, I would like to see Oregon and Utah sneak in there too. I just know how these voters work, and it it's so hard yeah. for them to get in. Um, and it's so easy for a team like Alabama. And I think I've fallen into that that trance of well, Alabama is Alabama, and they have the best coach in football, and they're consistently like amazing. Um, and I just love the 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 path they've been on, uh, the path of success. But, I mean, I completely understand they did lose uh, a huge game at home um, against a team that, hey, you got to beat this team if you want to be the top guys. So I, I know they're not the top guys. I just – I don't even – I'm not even a Bama fan. I'm an Ole Miss fan, so I should hate them. <laughs> but I just – I do really like Saban, and I, the, the dynasty he has there is just kind of inspiring as a fellow football coach. So I kind of just, you know, I have a little soft spot for, for him. But <laughs> but no, I, I would like to see – that'd be fun. So like an LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and an Oregon or Utah. I think that'd be that'd be really exciting. Or, I mean, who knows? We'll see what, what happens if one of those teams gets knocked out in the next few weeks, last few weeks. But I'm excited, though. It's been a good year of college football. Like, there's a good mix of teams in the top top 15, top 20. If Ohio State loses close to Penn State – they're still in, right? Uh, I would have to put them in just because of how dominant they've been the entire yeah. season. I mean that, that that's why I have them as number one is because uh, I mean they if you I, I've watched a few of their games and they are so explosive. Their defense has played a lot better than I thought they'd be. Um, it's hard to see a team beating Ohio State right now, <laughs> but no, it should be an awesome game when they match up against Penn State though. And we gotta get that Joe Burrow versus Ohio State championship that would just be so great that's the best story you could dream of i would think out of what we have to from these teams yeah what a story i and like what a matchup <laughs> two yeah. offenses that are just gonna light it up um to oh man i love just like and it would be the classic like battle of sec and the big 10 and let's just go at it you know what i mean um i would like to see it but I don't know. I'm also a big Trevor. I think you know I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan. So yeah. Clemson, I would like to see. But Clemson has had some. I mean, I don't know if a win is disappointing, um, but some <laughs> some questionable wins where you're like, they definitely should have handled that team a lot a lot easier. And um, but you never know. Like a win's a win. At the end of the day, they are undefeated. They're 11 and 0, um, and super talented. But we'll see what happens. So you that Baylor Oklahoma game. I can't think of the last time I saw a team season end so quickly because that first half Baylor you're like oh my goodness Baylor they're going to be in the college football playoff they're going to go undefeated they're <laughs> going to sneak in there no one saw this coming and uh you know similar story with Minnesota not quite as dramatic uh, I don't think people really were expecting Minnesota to end up winning out especially with that Big Ten title game coming up but 
if you're a fan of either of those teams, I am very sorry for you. It's <laughs> yeah, tough. it was a tough because, yeah, Baylor was lighting it up in that first half. And you're like, I don't see this. Like, this team is going to go undefeated. This team is going to yeah. play in the, play, the playoffs. But, um, I mean, what a, what an effort by Jalen Hurts and that Oklahoma team. I mean, that remarkable comeback. Um, and they, I mean, Oklahoma deserves to, deserves to be up there in the in contention i think I, I know they won't make it they really won't i don't think um but there's just so many good teams and there's so many teams that are fun to watch this year um yeah I mean, minnesota was a fun team to watch oh, yeah. i loved watching wisconsin and that was disappointing to me because i almost swore that they were never gonna lose a game until the playoffs and here they are eight and two so just <laughs> a, a crazy but fun um college football season yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Did you see the Baylor TCU game from uh, a week ago? Now, was that the game that started off like three to three, <laughs> and it went into like three overtimes? Yeah, it was nine to nine. They went to overtime. You know what's funny? I don't know if you know this, but after Baylor won that game, they actually dropped in the rankings. I did not know that. Um, <laughs> that is interesting. So, funny fun fact: um, me and my fellow coaches have a little pool that we do we pick five college games and we do over under and I, i'm not i don't you know it's not for money or anything um, <laughs> but we just do it for fun and um i had that game and i thought i had the over and I, here i am watching in the beginning i'm like oh well i picked horribly wrong it's like three <laughs> nothing three to three six to three and then yeah so i was like nine to six and i was like all right well i turned it off later the next day i get my record of like what i did for the weekend i was like wait what I was like, I picked that game wrong. Um, and they're like, what do you mean? Like, they covered. And I'm like, what? So I went and looked, and <laughs> it was a triple <laughs> overtime game. And they just lit it up in overtime. And I was like, it was a, it was just such a funny sports yeah. moment for me. <laughs> but um, no, that's crazy that they dropped, too. That's what makes college football so weird, but also so great. I, I love college overtime. It's so fun to watch. I agree. I, I wish the NFL did it like yeah. college does. Um, I, th- I think NFL overtime is kind of boring, to be honest with you. It's kind of like anticlimactic at times. All right, Chase. Uh, we only got a few more minutes here. Let's go to baseball. The In a shocking revelation, Ken Rosenthal broke a story last week that he heard firsthand from Mike Fires, a former Astros pitcher, that the 2017 team was using cameras to illegally steal signs from other teams and really just a crazy story how does this taint the way that you look at that organization and what was your immediate reaction to this story and as more information has become available as time has gone on yep so my immediate reaction i was kind of like wait what i was like no i was just kind of yeah. confused and like and I would try to do my own research. And at first, there wasn't too much in, like information or proof out. So I was just like, oh, well, that's weird. And I didn't think too much of it. Um, obviously, I think it's like very wrong. Um, I can compare it kind of to like other successful organizations, organizations like the Patriots and some of the scandals they've had. Um, and I hate the Patriots. So I, <laughs> well, turn, I, I don't, I don't like, think you can kick. I don't think it's on the same playing field. I think this is way worse. Worse, right? Yeah. No, I completely agree. Because it has a direct influence on a game, um, multiple games. Uh, and in such a important way. Um, so getting on top of that, when more proof did come out, I saw a video. Um, I'm not sure exactly when the video was from, but I mean, there ha- like there's undeniably like 
there has to be some kind of high technology that they're using to get these signs because there would be no one on second – or they would just say there's no one on base. There definitely wasn't anyone on second base. There's no way any Astro could have seen the sign. And uh, like let's just say fastballs called nothing, no, no noise from the dugout. You get a changeup instantly. I mean like within a yeah. second of that sign being thrown, you hear like some bangs or something coming from the dugout. And it's like – and then they, a fastball, nothing. Change it up. Bang, bang, bang. It's just like it, – I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait. Well, I, th- I was like, is this Photoshop? Like is this – I think – I don't – I'm not big into like – I don't know how this should affect them. Like I don't I don't know too much history about like um, incidents similar or like you know what I mean? Like what can be done in punishment or for this. But something needs to be done because that – I mean – it's such an unfair advantage, um, and that goes against the the rules of baseball. And uh, yeah, it, it made me mad, especially from a Yankees fan, because who knows <laughs> yeah. what they were doing when they're playing us the past few years. I liked when Judge tweeted out not long after that story broke. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think it was like it was all caps. Like he's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, it was a funny moment from Aaron Judge. <laughs> but what, what's your opinion on the whole situation? I mean, do you have any idea of like what? what repercussions can come from this or got to lose some draft picks. I would think you're going to lose some first round picks in the future would be my thing. I think it's going to be interesting. You know, what's funny is when the Astros said we're launching an investigation ourselves. (laughs) Wait, what? Wait, 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 did, (laughs) did Richard Nixon launch an investigation on himself with Watergate? Like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that didn't make any sense. That was uh, a questionable call from the, the PR people at the Houston, Houston Astros organization. Um, but, you know, I'd love to see something um, if it's draft picks lost or because, I mean, losing uh, international signing bonus money is another one. I think they'll probably lose that. OK, that and that'd be big, too. Because um, I mean, you you can't go let this go like untouched or unpunished or um is that I don't know exactly like how long they were doing it for. I'm not sure if we know. Do we do we know how long it, it's been going on for? Or, or well, it was it, primarily the story was that this is what they were doing in 2017. Yeah, uh, and we don't we haven't gotten any other confirmed information. I mean, I guess you could say is this information really confirmed? I think it is because this is a former player, and what why on earth would he make this up? Like really. He was yeah. there. He won a World Series with that team. Like, wh- I, he, I don't know why Mike Fires would want to put his reputation on the line here if this was not true. So I think w- uh, everything we know from Mike Fires and this story with Ken Rosenthal, I'm, I'm taking that as confirmed information. Uh, now, we'll see what else comes out. And this is what's going to be interesting. What are we going to find out about other information organizations are there other organizations doing stuff how big of a deal is this in terms of obviously it's a big deal but how common is this is this happening in other organizations i think we're going to find out some other information there's been some speculation about other organizations other players even it there was an exchange on twitter between you darvish who was and christian yelich darvish was accusing yelich of stealing signs from Darvish and uh, Darvish Yelich was really unhappy about that. And rightfully so, if someone accused you of that 
and you're innocent, I mean, I would be so upset. So, I mean, there are really a lot of things to take away from this, but it's going to be interesting. It's not the kind of off-season news we were looking for, but hey, it should keep us entertained until these players want to start signing some contracts. Yep, until we see Garrett Cole and pinstripes. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's definitely um, I mean, I watched the video, so like I I completely believe it to be true. I don't remember what like what games the videos were showing, um, but it, it was undeniable. Like it it was the proof was in the pudding. Um, but yeah, so and that you're right. It is interesting to see uh what other news breaks in regards to cheating or unfair advantages in baseball. Um, but either way, just uh, unfortunate news to hear from an organization that's won two World Series. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just one. Wait. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's Ben. T- sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, you're right. Um, <laughs> it's sorry. getting late, Chase. It happens. Oh, yeah. First of all, also, just real quick, wanted to give you props on, on how awesome your call was on how awesome that World Series is going to be. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's just unbelievable i mean no road team or no home team one um yeah super cool but all right let's move on (laughs) sorry (laughs) no it's all good i mean the last thing i just want to say i just don't really know why they did this considering the talent that they've accumulated through the draft and through their international signing bonus money and really it's a disservice to the players because alex bregman had an mvp caliber year and now everyone's gonna look at him differently And if you're in his position and you're a rookie and you're on a rookie contract, I mean, he's not a rookie, but he's still on his rookie deal. He's still fighting to get that extension. It's really hard for that guy to be the guy that says, hey, look, this is wrong. We shouldn't do this. Like, it's really easy to be one of the people that is peer pressured and manipulated. That's the core of their team is so many of those guys. So it's just like I almost feel bad for some of their players in a way just because they're going to carry this with them for the rest of their career and maybe some of them weren't even using it maybe some of them were ignoring it they didn't feel it was right I don't know yeah no that's a great point um because it is going to follow them for the rest of their careers um and and I think like just wrong in the well I can't say in the organization as a whole but wherever it rooted from this 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 idea or, or the doing of this um I mean, that's where like most of the fault should go um, because I'm sure unless it was the players that came together, but I really doubt it was the players that were like, hey, let's do this. Um, so, yeah, but you're you're 100 percent right. Like it is going to follow them. And for some of them, it could be like very unfair because you're right. They could have not used it like it was intended to be used or um, that could like Bregman's a great hitter, a great baseball player. Like a lot of guys on those teams are awesome baseball players, but they're going to have that little asterisks next to their name for <laughs> for quite a yeah. bit now like cheating scandal or um yeah so i don't know it's unfortunate but again it's unfortunate that it, that it's happening in baseball so yeah we have a free agent signing to report uh in many people's eyes the best reliever is off the market will smith inked a contract with the braves three years 39 million signed that at the end of last week, I think it was a Friday. And really, Chase, I was not expecting to see a player of his caliber coming off the board so quickly. It'll be interesting to see what that indicates for this offseason. Hopefully, we'll get a little more action earlier on this year. 
Yeah, I, I don't like when it goes right down to the wire and then we get a, a million notifications all at once. I mean, it's exciting <laughs> at that time, but the anticipation is building up to it. Just like, come on, yeah, like, yeah. sign. But yeah, no, it happened really fast. It was almost like, wow, there wasn't really a fight for that one. And <laughs> <laughs> good pickup for the Braves who yeah. needed a lefty reliever. Uh, they've got a good core. And now uh, to put him in that bullpen, because they had to use Max Freed as their go-to lefty reliever, he was a starter. They used him as a reliever in the playoffs. Uh, they were a little thin in the bullpen last year. So I think this is a great get for a team that won 100. I eh, don't know if they won 100. They came Quite close. I, it was around that. Yeah. Um, and they're, yeah, a really good young team. And they're picking up what they need. So it's a good sign if you're a Braves fan. You'd like it, it shows like they want to win and they want to win now. Like They're addressing their needs um obviously as soon as they can so all, all power to them um yeah i think it's a really good signing yeah we'll see what ends up happening with them at third base uh with donaldson yeah um i'm we'll see i think it's a big like question mark <laughs> yeah yeah um, braves won 97 by the way didn't get to 97 okay i knew they were they were close but uh no definitely a team that was that came towards playoffs looking pretty scary um I think I had them going pretty far. I honestly don't remember too much. Um, <laughs> One last baseball thought. I think Christian Yelich was robbed in the MVP voting. Uh, he played the same number of games as Trout did, and Trout was still awarded American League MVP. Yelich's statistics, I thought, distinguished himself as the best candidate in the National League. Props to Cody Bellinger. Great story there. Had an awesome year, but I just thought Christian Yelich was just a little bit better this year. Yeah, I, I don't like blame you for thinking that. Um, I mean, two awesome baseball players with yeah. awesome stats, but I did. I agree. I think Yelich, like I, I could have swore Yelich was going to get the award. To be honest with you, um, and it was kind of shocking. I was like, wow. Uh, but yeah, Yelich, I think did deserve it. Um, I think you're right in saying that. Yeah. Okay, Chase. Last order of business: college basketball season is getting going right now. It's really fun because. We're getting these early season tournaments. The Maui Invitational is next week. You get these really fun early season matchups between non-conference opponents. And we've already had our first big upset of the season. The Kentucky Wildcats dropped a game last week in a pay-to-play game uh, (laughs) against the Evansville Purple Aces in their own gym in Kentucky shocker that was last week and what a win for the valley yeah what a win for the valley it was um i didn't i mean i wasn't keeping up with the game i think one of my coaching one of my coaches on the coaching staff let me know like around five minutes left in the game he's like uh kentucky's about to lose at home (laughs) to evansville and i was like what no way so i I, like i tuned in on my phone um just on the espn app looking at uh, box score and the game cast and yeah i couldn't i think it was like a three-point game but awesome for the purple aces i mean <laughs> and i and the uh kentucky almost lost their next game against another gimme game against utah valley they almost i mean i think they ended up winning by like 10 or something um but it was a close <laughs> game it was like wow this is not kentucky's year um but yeah unbelievable story was that tonight um it was either tonight or yesterday. One of my coaches. It was tonight, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. it was tonight. Yeah. Um, wow, I didn't realize it was that close. I I was flipping through channels and I was <laughs> like, oh my goodness, Utah Valley. Oh wow, okay. I was in a meeting and um, 
I mean, Kentucky was like, I think they had a, well, I don't know. They were up in the first half pretty good. But uh, Utah Valley came out fighting in the second half. I um, mean, it, it still ended up being like a pretty, I think it was like a 10-point or 9-point win for Kentucky. But, I mean, it was a lot closer than it should be in my opinion. But um, what a start. Yeah, so who's your who's your teams you're looking at? I don't know too much. I haven't been following. I'm still in my football, football mode. But um, who are you looking at this year as potential uh, candidates or Cinderella stories or – well, really, Chase, a lot of teams, and we don't have a lot of time. So I would suggest uh, checking out the college basketball preview show that recorded a couple weeks ago. It had a great time with Evan Myers. That guy knows so much about college basketball. It's very educational if you want to learn about some of the new players this year. I will say the guy that I've been the most impressed with, and granted, I haven't gotten to watch every single team play haven't gotten to watch every single, even even just the top 10 teams, still getting acquainted with some of the new faces. But Cole Anthony at North Carolina looks like a stud. I watched him the other night against Radford. He shoots the three-pointer very well. He's the son of Greg Anthony. I really like what I've seen out of him. He could end up being the best freshman out of this bunch. Yeah, Um so I definitely will check that out. I think that was your latest podcast that you released. Yes. Yes, okay. yes it was. Um, so I'll definitely check that out. I know we were talking about earlier <laughs> about it. So definitely I'll check that out, get my knowledge up before I dive in head first into this college. Because you know what? It's, <laughs> it's going to happen. It's inevitable for me to, to to completely engulf myself in college basketball. But a few more weeks, my, my, my team's making a run right now in the state playoffs, like I said. So I'm kind of... Yeah, all set on yeah, football for now. But um, no, I'll definitely check that out. Um, I'm excited for it. And it'll be a nice little refresher for me going into the season. <laughs> One other thing I have to note, Chase. I was flipping through games tonight. Ended up watching Illinois and Hawaii on ESPNU. So I'm, lis- I'm listening to the game as I'm watching it. And I hear this color guy's voice. I'm like, that guy sounds familiar. Where do I know him from? Like, who is that? I don't normally hear this guy on games. Who is it? Do you know who it was? I don't know who it was. No. Who was it? Bryce Drew. No way. Former Valpo head coach Bryce Drew also coached at Vandy. It was his first game that he was doing a broadcast. And he was excellent. He brought a lot of great knowledge to the table uh really explained the game well and i think he could have a great future in front of him if he wants to continue down this road of being a caller commentator yeah i mean i i didn't know that this was the path he was taking i mean what a guy <laughs> i know he's he's an awesome guy i know uh, he's got a great history with playing coaching um but i did not is this something he's pursuing i mean obviously it has to be right yeah i would think so yeah, good for him. That's I, I, I'm excited knowing that I had no idea. Um, I wonder if our good friend Jason Karras knows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, that's definitely – I'm going to have to look at – I don't know if there's a way I can like, check out his next broadcast. Do you know if – or his next commentated games? Yeah, I don't know how we'd find that out. Maybe I can uh, talk to someone in the Valpo department, athletic department, who – has some sort of connection or contact with him, maybe one of the assistant coaches. I could try to find that out. Uh, 
Hopefully, they'll bring him back. I would think they will after he did a great job tonight. I gave him some love on Twitter, so uh, we'll see if he responds to that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he does. I'll have to check your tweet out. But um, so I think used to ha- used to hang out in his office. I know. I remember. Guy. I remember being at Alpo and you guys would 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 hang out and talk it up. But um. Yeah, uh, never like never like go out and get food or anything, <laughs> but like, you know, very very warm welcoming guy whenever I stop by his office to interview him or sometimes just talk about life. Yeah, and I'm sure he felt the same the same about you, but um <laughs> Yeah, no, great great guy. Um and uh I think what I'm going to do is go back and watch. So you said it was Hawaii versus Illinois? Yes. Okay, so yes. I think I'm going to try to find a rebroadcast and yeah, check Yeah, do you out. have ESPN Plus? Maybe it'll be on there. <sighs> you know, I don't pay for it, but maybe I'll have to, <laughs> maybe I'll have to splurge for a month. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You you can, you know your way around the internet. You'll yeah, find it. I do. I think I'll be all right. But Chase, this was so much fun. This was a great uh, college football nfl mlb college basketball power hour this was great <laughs> late night power hour don't forget to add that <laughs> i know we're both exhausted right now yeah it's 11 p.m here in central time zone yeah I mean, jack vita is grinding <laughs> um <laughs> so when these stickers come out folks you best believe you better be getting one um but uh <laughs> I hope you get uh, some good sleep tonight. But this was fun. Thank you so much again for having me on here. Um, as always, it's a pleasure. And uh, I'm really looking forward to going to check out the college basketball one. I think besides that, I'm, I'm caught up. I watched the World Series one. watched the one you did with Peter. Um, so And, and, and the real, like honestly, the reality TV show one, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. Um, I loved it. I know we talked about it beforehand before you recorded it. Um, but for anyone listening, go check it out. Um, her name was like Leslie Nice or yeah Le- yeah Leslie yeah, Nice, Leslie nice. Um, and it was an awesome episode. So if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah, Leslie's episode just became the most downloaded episode of the year at seventy four downloads. Actually, there was a big splurge in downloads on Sunday. There were ten different downloads. That was about three weeks after I released the episode. I don't know who all these people are. They're just finding it and downloading it or if someone posted it on their social media page or whatever, but that's a popular episode. It was really cool. Leslie competed on the 15th season of Survivor. It took place in China. So it was really cool to hear about what it's like being on a show like that. And Chase even said it himself, if you don't even watch these shows, I guess it's still interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was. So I'm not the biggest like reality TV show. I mean, I was when I was younger, um, but college and then when I graduated, just time became less available. Um, I didn't have cable for a bit, so so I wasn't able to <laughs> tune in. But um, but yeah, no, it was so interesting to hear um, how her experience was while she was on the show after um, on Faith and everything to that sort. Um, like probably my favorite episode. Uh, minus our football preview, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I, I loved it. Um, yeah, so definitely. I mean, seventy-four downloads—that—that's awesome, though, Jack. That, that, yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, and also big props to Leslie. She did a great job of getting the podcast out there into the Survivor community. Her friends have been listening. Um, other former Survivor contestants have been listening. Um, it was cool seeing the support she got from her friends and. Uh, her fans too yeah absolutely and and 
uh, something I noticed is five five star uh, podcast Vita, and I think I, last yeah. time I saw you like fifteen or fifteen or or some something around that. But no, I mean if you have seventy four downloads, I I recommend everyone who hasn't reviewed. I mean because that'll definitely help you out. I think um, anyone yeah. who hasn't reviewed, go go leave a, a positive review from my man Jack Vita. Uh, that looks awesome. Yeah, five stars only. Nothing, nothing yeah. other than <laughs> yeah, a five no. star review. If you, if you- <laughs> when you do it, please leave a, a note. And in fact, if you Chase, what's a good little game we could play with this note? What should someone do? Like leave a topic ooh, ooh, ooh. of something they want, like a question they want answered in an episode or yeah. a podcast topic they want talked about. Yeah, like maybe some suggestions. Um, I'm sure people know you from listening to some of the podcast things, things that you like or things that you're knowledgeable of. Um, so maybe some suggestions, uh, questions for you maybe, just as an individual that you can answer um, if they want to get to know you more. Um, and hey, if you're if you're listening to this and you're excited for the stickers, go m- mention that in, <laughs> in the, the review. Say, yeah, hey, yeah. give me a sticker, Jack. <laughs> give me a sticker. <laughs> but no, I think that would help out a lot. Chase, anything else uh, while you're here that you would like to promote? Would you like to put your uh, Twitter handle out there, anything of that nature? Uh, no, not, not today. I think, uh, I'm not big in, into plug-in, but, uh, I definitely encourage everyone to continue to listen to the Jack Vita show. I know how hard you work for this and, uh, <laughs> I know I like listening as much as I can. So definitely encourage everyone to go, go out there and, and keep listening. Um, and I gotta do, uh, I would, I would love to help you out by, sh- by sharing more. Um, <laughs> so get, get the podcast out there. I know my mom and dad listen, so that's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday to my dad. Today's his birthday. So oh, listening to this yeah. dad. Love you. Robert, right? That's <laughs> yeah, Robert, yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, Robert. <laughs> Appreciate it, Jack. Um, but yeah, no, thanks for having me, Jack. And it was awesome, but I know you need to, or we both need to get some rest <laughs> tonight. <laughs> I had, oh, you want to hear an interesting fact, Chase, and podcast listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Next week, I'm going, so I'm working at a Christian school right now, uh, Christian Heritage Academy. It's a school I grew up at, I have a lot of passion for. Uh, really cool school. Um, if you have kids, you live in the Chicagoland area, check it out. It's a private school, but we, I'm getting it on board. I'm going to be working with the basketball team this year. I know you're working, uh, high school football. I'm working high school basketball. I'm not a coach, but I am going to be the PA public address announcer. And our first game is Monday of next week. So I'm excited for that. That's awesome. I mean, that's awesome because I know it's something that you'll enjoy doing um, and something that you'll you'll be very good at. <laughs> um, no, I, I would love to, to hear you. I would love to hear a game, and uh, I'm not sure if they're broadcasted at all. But uh, <laughs> I don't uh, yeah, know. High school are. basketball. But um, either way, good luck to you. That's super exciting. Um, and I'm sure you'll build a relationship with with the kids and get to know them as well. So it'll be an awesome yeah. experience, and I know you I know you're gonna like it. Well, thank you so much, Chase. This was a lot of fun. Look forward to having you come back sometime soon. Yeah, as always, Vita. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a wonderful night. And happy see Thanksgiving, ya, crowd. Yeah, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. So that concludes my conversation with Chase Beebe. I'm so glad I was able to have him join me so late tonight. I need to get ready for bed, but before I do that, just want to remind you to subscribe to The Jack Vita Show on iTunes, and you will never miss an episode. You will always get notifications or have the episodes downloaded for you 
whenever there is new content available, the people who subscribe to the podcast are the ones who receive the content before it even officially hits the Apple Store. So you're going to want to do that. Subscribe to the Jack Vita Show. In addition to that, you can follow me on Twitter at Jack Vita Show. Very simple name there. Love interacting. Please hit me up if you would like to get a podcast logo sticker. Uh, we'll try to keep you updated on what that's going to look like, how much that might cost, um, if it will cost anything. But I need to get a head count to gauge the amount of interest that we have. So this that's it for this week's edition. Looking forward to whatever we have coming up next week. Probably some more NFL and college football talk right before Thanksgiving. Thank you so much to all of you for listening. Have a great week. Bring in the dancing lobsters. <laughs> <laughs>